to the Mind Over Matter podcast. We got another episode here with a very long-term friend of mine. I met her in basic training. She then has the same job as me in the Army, so she went into AIT and went into AIT class together. Uh, Darby. She was there through a lot of my struggles. Um, when I met her, we didn't really get along. We both had a hard head, so it was hard to get along. Um, but it was fun nonetheless. We knew we had something deep down. And you could tell in this conversation, this is the longest one we've done yet, that uh, she cared and is willing to learn. It's open-minded. She's just an awesome friend, awesome person to have by your side. Um, but without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hit up that merch, mindovermatterpodcast.net. Click that store to momcastirl.com. And that's it. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. And we're live. We got someone special here. Darby, how are you feeling? <clears throat> oh, I'm pretty good. Thanks. Yep. Yep. KD, how we feeling? You already know I'm fucking excellent, dude. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm feeling good. Hit the gym today. Uh, got wearing it, baby. We're wearing it. Yes, sir. Um, cool design. I like it. Thank you. Oh, hold up. Are you muted, Trevor? Oh my, yeah, I'll go ahead and carry it then since Trevor's muted while he fucking unfucks himself. No, so we got a, a merch store up now. We're going to get some QR codes, so stay posted for that. More merch to come. Uh, okay. But yeah, that's what it looks like, and if it looks good on Trevor, it'll look great on you. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff are y'all putting up? Oh, man, we got everything. Uh, I actually just uh, I ordered some special stickers, so it'll be rainbow stickers. I'll have to get those in the mail first before I post them. But um, we just got, I just ordered today as well. One-ounce bags. You already know what it is. One-ounce bags for the front and Herbs back. Spices, bait. Yeah, for the front and back. We got uh, the main logo on the front and then. The secondary logo on the back. We got backpacks. We got, I mean, we got everything. Mouse pads. I, I ordered a bunch. It's on its way. Um, <clears throat> working with a couple different designers right now. Uh, producers, kind of, I guess, to make the clothing to get the shipping a little faster. It's about a month now, so we'll let you know when that happens. I got a couple options right now. We're just weighing them out. But, but yeah, 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 yeah. Without further ado, um, before the show. We were talking uh, Army experiences, and Darby, you mentioned PTSD, of course. That's very popular. If you want to just give give your side of PTSD or just a story or whatever, just kick it off. So the two things that I stress out about now, like that I never did before I joined the Army, um, when when I was in Afghanistan, like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of incoming mortars, rockets, whatever you want to call it, fire, pretty much. Um, and I was walking home from work. And so I was still in the airfield. And, you know, incoming, incoming, and all the noises start going off or whatever. And that's like normal, you know, at that point, you just kind of ignore it. It's almost like an adrenaline rush. If you're incoming, you're like, Whoa, where? Oh, where's it at? <laughs> yep. Hit me. Yeah, let me see the cool, the cool sea rams <laughs> fire. Right, I'm trying to open my Snapchat as fast as I can. Yeah. Send to my friends back home. Look cool, you know. Yeah. And all right, so I'm leaving work, <laughs> and it's my day to take the trash. So I'm dragging this big ass trash bag behind me, 
and you know, incoming, whatever. I'm with my my buddy Flame. I always walk home with somebody, one of my guy yeah. friends, because fuck that. And I'm walking right past the CRAM because that's where the dumpster is. They're just side by side right there at Bagram. Well, they were on our side of the airfield, and immediately it starts going off. And I'm like, I don't know, ten feet away from me, and I'm just like. <laughs> oh no, my ears! And I take the trash bag and I run to the bunker. And I was like, I don't know why I took it with me. Yeah, I just, you yeah. know, I just had to go had to be safe too. And then it proceeded to blow up a Blackhawk, like right in front of me. Oh. Um, one that I had just worked on a, a couple days before, actually. And I was like, oh, holy fucking shit! So you know, I started a panic attack. <laughs> did you get rid of the trash then? And yeah, mm. I did. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thank God, bro. You can buy once, a new black. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> once my head stopped ringing, I was like, oh, what I the still fuck? got this trash. <laughs> yeah. She's like throw, thrown it into the Blackhawk real quick. <laughs> what What did you do then in the army then? Um, my MOS was 15 Bravo. So same as oh, Blazik one Trevor. Of us. Yep, she was yeah, in uh, AIT <laughs> with me. She was in my AIT. We were... uh. Profile mates, you already know what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Was yours a real one, Darby, or was it like Trevor's? Bro, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out for my shit. <laughs> no, dude, I fuck. I would like go walk around the track, and they'd be like, "What are you walking for?" I'm like, "I gotta go to sit call," and I fucking call and make an appointment in front of him, and then go and cancel it in my room. <laughs> Oh, like this trick in the later. book, bro. Oh, dude, bro. Oh. Fuck PT and AIT, dude. That shit's... Yeah, no, I was on a profile. <laughs> See, Trevor just hid in his room really successfully. Nobody ever snitched. Mm -hmm. It was it was badass. I broke gang, both gang. my hips in basic training. Haha, <laughs> like every other old girl that joins. And so, <laughs> I don't run to this day, dog. I ain't doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, now you've got, what, like a half an hour to do their new uh, their new standard on that shit? Oh, yeah, probably. What do you think about that real quick? Like, like having men and women on the same PT standards? Uh oh To me, the PT standards are pretty doable, honestly. So if they're on the same PT standards, I mean, it's fine. The only stuff that's like out of control is, I don't know, like expecting them to lift really heavy. But, that, but the PT test now is not really heavy. I mean, if you can't do that, then I... I the female standards are, are good, I think. Yeah. No, like with the deadlift specifically, because like I've seen some big dudes go up and rip, you know, 340 off the ground like it was nothing. But it's like that's <coughs> that's like, you know, not much more than their body weight compared to like a 120-pound female. Right. I could uh, see it would be a lot harder. I think 160 for a deadlift is okay if you're in shape. But not everybody in the army wants to like lift weights and be super in shape. I mean, I didn't like. I just wanted to enjoy doing my job. I mean, I was still fit when I was in, but and I I did the deadlift. But not everybody, especially the smaller ones. Maybe it really is just hard, even if they are fit. Well, yeah, because like even at the minimum at one sixty, that's like a lot of, or that's more than a lot of women's body weight. So right. You know, Especially if your MOS doesn't require a lot of exercise or movement at all, like if they're S1 or whatever, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just, I can see like both sides of the argument, like, oh, if we're all on the same battlefield, like, yeah, sure. But like, 
at the end of the day, like women are just weaker than men. I think they yeah. should just have them be separated, like have a have a men's and a women's like with the old APF team. Right. I mean, I agree. You're right. I mean, in my opinion, the average woman is weaker than the average man, period. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, is, yeah. I mean, there's always somebody out there willing the way, to do their best. But the way Joe Rogan put it was the average man could even be slightly below average. Puts up a pretty good fight versus an above average woman. Like beat the shit. Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah, but what I what I hated though was when a chick would be like, "Oh, I got a three hundred on my APFT. Oh, I I did thirty push ups." It's like, bro, come on, dude. Oh, but that's come on. That's come on. Them, I, mean. <laughs> I know it's good for them, but I'm like, well, we got to do like eighty of these things, and y'all. It's really the like pull ups that females struggle with. I think. Yeah. I struggle with. I even in my fittest, I could do like one. So. Uh, I don't know. Like, that was hard. Uh, you, I know you have uh, the this. Do you still have the space tattoo stuff? The sleeve, right? Oh yeah. Money. I got my so spaceship. You said you uh. <clears throat> Lighthouse. Well, <laughs> I'll blur myself. <laughs> the way you tell your uh, story in the army, it sounds like you thought about it a lot. Because the way you tell it, you're just uh, you're not so depressed about it. I used to be depressed. Way to live. Like every, every time I told the story, I'd get more depressed, <clears throat> and it's just horrible. Every new person you meet is just—it's no way to live. It's hard to live like that. And then uh, you said a couple of days before you worked on that Black Hawk. Now, do you believe in coincidences? Shit, I do. Okay, what do you think? You were meant to work on that Black Hawk three days earlier. Or why did you work on that Blackhawk three days earlier? Is it a coincidence that you just didn't work on it that day? It was HMU. Um, and the tangos, it, the people whose bird it was didn't didn't have time to mess with that. So that's why I was on it. Uh, maybe it got blown up because I fucked something up. No, I'm just kidding. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She go. That was fast. Sorry, oh. they're loud. <laughs> Oh, well, wouldn't that be some shit, bro? She like did some shit completely wrong, and like it got yeah. blown up. So it yeah. did fucking. They're like able to target it better. So yeah, that looks no, but... like subpar maintenance. Let's but, take. But it. a lot of people don't think that deep into their stories like that. A lot of people don't think in, into the coincidence. Like like you said, we didn't get ran over that day in a car in that by that truck when we were driving home from Dodge's. Why? There's a reason right. we didn't get ran over. So. Why was it not that day you weren't working on it? You know what I mean? Like, I know an over right. overseas for us, like, it's sometimes it's like, hey, just fix it by Monday. Especially during COVID, right. it was like, fix it by Monday. We're not flying. Who gives a fuck? See, <laughs> it was the opposite in my unit. It was, we're always going to fly. Do it uh, right okay. fucking now. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, you know, like, it's just not a lot of people think that deep into the story. Well, another piece of that is like, why did I witness it? blow up i mean why not anything else or not with yeah. witnessing that at all i mean why you know why did i have to why did i drag the trash bag with me <laughs> yeah why have you thought about like those symbolic things? of the baggage i'm gonna carry around after witnessing this shit for the next year because <laughs> one of my stories is i was fixing uh we were hanging out in the hangar i had a change to go fix a t1 sensor which is useless and uh <laughs> and, to the t1 yeah, sensor. No and uh so i go out there i'm in 
no top. I had the rest of the uniform on, boots, all that shit, the toolbox out there, and I'm on top with a couple couple pieces of – or a couple tools, and I hear the incoming, incoming, wee, 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 whatever the fuck. And I turn and look at the hangar. I'm like, oh, no, no one's there anymore. <laughs> and I, I dropped everything. I didn't bring nothing with me. I said, fuck all this. I don't care what happens to any of this shit. So I, it's kind of funny you brought, brought the trash with you <laughs> and take the trash out with you. <laughs> I froze and then I unfroze, but my hand was like still gripping, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's not a, too important, but everyone first, what's going on? Yeah, but that was, and, uh, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Looking back at it now, bro, like the whole, like, I, ne I didn't really think of there was much of a coincidence even like years ago, right? But I was thinking about like when you were telling that story, Trevor, like we were doing some work once. And like it, we heard this sound. It was like unidentified aircraft in the area. Take cover immediately. And oh, I'm no. like, well, if I go, I go. <laughs> like I wouldn't even do. I wasn't doing anything. I was helping this dude that we were working with. Shout out to Brewer, dude, great guy. But I was helping him do something. And I was like, oh, if it's our time, it's our time, bro. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Just, it, it's just funny. It's just like a multitude of reactions to kind of the same. Same thing. Brewer yeah. powertrain. I just wonder if it's the same one I know. Brewer? Mm-hmm. No, he was a uniform. Oh. Yeah, yeah, gang, gang. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, no, but PTSD. And then you said you had some nightmares uh, last night. How how was that? <laughs> if you don't mind me asking. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is actually pathetic, really, in the grand scheme of things. But my med board took forever because I started it at the beginning of COVID, oh, and everything off, changed. Hmm? You, your video's off. I don't know if you intend that. And uh, is that better? Uh oh, I I can see you. Oh, okay, okay. cool. Well, uh, my med board ended up taking like I don't know That's six eight months. Um, and now I have this recurring nightmare that I'm back in the army and except it's my whole unit. Everybody is new people because everybody's leaving, coming and going except for me. And I just keep asking everyone, all my leadership, like, when am I getting out? When am I getting out? When am I getting out? And it's just like the dream just goes and goes and like years drive by and I just, my hair turns gray and I'm just still in the army. Like, well, that's, that's the great thing about the armies. There's so many levels that paperwork has to go to and they all take like a month. <laughs> No one ever knows what's going on. Like I fucking like when Trevor was getting med boarded, I asked my boss fucking like every day, like what are we, what's going on with this cat? You know, like yeah. he's like in purgatory, and like what am I? What, I can't tell him anything, you know. And they're like, oh well, we don't know. It's at fucking S one legal, your mom's house. It, it's like anywhere. No one knows where it is. And it, it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not like it's got a tracking number on it. This thing could be, you know, we only have one copy. Because this ain't no USPS. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this shit could be in no. a trash can and I, and somewhere. I, and it usually is. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, Trevor. Got that busted ass mic. Well, I got it. I got one on uh, on order from Amazon right now. The, it's the cord. Because Brian uh, May, shout out to Brian May, thought he was cool tangling it up, making sure it was all nice and neat. And he fucked up the cord on both of them. So I gave one to Tommy, sold it to him. And now Tommy's just broken, so you had to buy a new one. I gave one to Tommy, sold it to him. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Brian May for that one. 
Shout out to Brian Mage, a great guy. Yeah. But no, <clears throat> them nightmares are a real thing. Yeah, they definitely do you wake are. Up, do you like sweat or anything? Do you have any other like symptoms of PTSD? Like what else do you got? Oh yeah, like I what wake up, I'm fucking sweating, I'm shaking, <laughs> like my heart rate is up, like it's it's freaky. I hate that shit. But with the with the CRAM going off, it's like anytime that I hear like a super loud noise, I know that sounds like so generic or stereotypical, but like if something goes boom near me, I'm just like oh, like man. fuck like no, last night. So tonight I don't know what the kicks fuck. in, you know. Yeah. No, my cats were fucking around last night. I was trying to sleep, and they slammed something on the ground. It, oh, it was a it was a box of nails. <laughs> they slammed that shit on their ground. And I was like, "What the fuck was that?" It's like I yeah, I that's <laughs> turned on the light. I was like, "What the fuck? This is not okay. What happened?" Yeah, I it, that's freaky. Yeah, no, it's shit like that. And then uh, another little thing is my uh, speakers that I use for my computer. If I leave them on and they don't play sound for like 15 minutes, they'll turn themselves off and they'll make a little, like almost unplugging a aux cord right. in the middle of the night. Oh, hell no. That's, That's the aliens coming to get you right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What do you think about aliens? Oh, aliens are totally real. Yeah. What, totally. What, uh, what made you think they're real? What, what experiences are uh, literature? Well, in my opinion, it's, it's, one of those things where it would be like so arrogant to think that they're not real. The universe is so massive. Um, but I mean, obviously I've watched every single documentary there ever has been on aliens <laughs> and I'm super into uh, like planets and space and stuff like that. Also, what's the word? Astrophysics. Uh. And so there I Googled it. I was like, have the, Leaders of any other countries admitted that aliens are real because, of, like, obviously America knows, but they're just not saying it out loud <laughs> for whatever fucking reason. And it was like somebody in charge over in Israel, like their space coincidence or something, was like, "Yeah, there's fucking aliens." And just so you know, they know all about us and they're avoiding us because we're too violent right now and just wouldn't be able to handle the information well because of leadership, essentially. And I was like. <clears throat> Hello. There it is. Like, you know hello. what it probably is, dude? It's like how we keep dogs as pets because they're stupid. Like, that's probably how the aliens interact with us is because we're, to them, stupid. And then, like... Or I think something you sent me, Kevin, was why would they... You wouldn't go talk to your cat for however... Like, you wouldn't make the effort to go talk to your cat or dog because they can't understand you. So why would an alien come here to talk to us if they can't? Or if we can't understand them, if they're in like right. a different dimension, it, it would be like you going to an ant hill in Africa and trying to have a conversation. Hello? With an yeah, like me? at least dogs can show emotion. Yeah, cats probably. Oh, but like, imagine oh. a being that has no kind of response to you. So, like an an a plant, even like yeah. we're probably no more than than funny, you know, plant life, like the equivalent to them seen it's a documentary called unacknowledged no no that's a good one it's a bunch of higher up government officials be it military or fbi cia whatever they were um that have come forward and admitted that their lives were threatened but now they don't care anymore and here's the whole situation and one of the guys that was in with the like roswell scene um said that 
sometimes they had live ones, like live aliens. You know, like that didn't die in the crashes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's worth looking into. Have you heard unacknowledged? of them? Unacknowledged. I can't remember if it's on Hulu or Netflix, but it's one or the other. I think Netflix. Have you heard of Bob Lazar? No. Sniped his ass, bro. <laughs> no, Bob <laughs> Bob Lazar was this dude that came out uh, a few years ago. That was a long I remember reading him in middle school, so it must have been at least, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But he's, he was a guy that worked at one of the Area 51 sites. And he was talking about um, basically how these government guys would come fuck with him when he started talking to people. Right. Yeah, he, he was on Joe Rogan, actually. It's a really interesting guy because it's so much crazy shit, like, when you read about what happened to him. Like, all the places that he worked don't have records of him. But then, like, you can find him in the phone book or, like, a news article with him. And it's yeah, like, so they have yeah. record. Like, they have records that he got recruited by the people that recruit for Area 51. Like, you, if you call those recruiters, they'll say, we've never heard of him. Right. And, that, and then it's like, but he's in the newspaper. And, but his college doesn't have any records of him. But, like, these people wouldn't recruit him out of high school. Like, it, it's just a bunch of weird shit. Are you a fan of conspiracy theories, Darby? <laughs> Some. Uh, what do you think of many. them? In general, what do you think of them? I think sometimes they can be a stretch, and then other times they make perfect sense. It just kind of depends. Like, okay, that's not possible. Like a real one that you right. just kind of discount. I have a very logical mind, so if if I can't make it make sense, then... You mean you don't believe the Earth is flat? Mm. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, guess we're the only two, man. Yeah. Well, okay, let me ask you this then. You said you were a very logical person. Are you a religious person? Yeah, no. you already knew, bro. You already So knew. that's kind of something that I don't get is how you can be, not like you specifically, but how anyone can be like not religious, but they can believe in aliens. Okay. So my take on that is aliens, you know, if you want to call them God, whatever, but, but aliens are something that there has been supposed proof of. I mean, so I guess you couldn't call it proof, but aliens are something my brain can accept and be like, okay, I think that could be true because of how large the universe is. Uh, these people said they see it, blah, blah, blah. Religion to me is like, well, first of all, in my opinion, God has never done anything real, tangible, that kind of thing. Miracles, not sure I believe in that. I am a believer in coincidences, you know, uh, good karma, miracles, I wouldn't say. And my beef with the whole thing is why this higher power, you know, blah, blah, blah. How and why? And what, why are all of his intentions like supposed to be about morals and how to treat your neighbors and stuff like that? And to me, it just all kind of seems made up. Uh, to keep the people online, um, yeah, no, I'm with you. Fashion. But because, like, to someone like me, right? Like, I could see how you would kind of see. Okay, there's not much evidence for God, but to me, I'm saying, what evidence is there for aliens? That's not, you know, what similar. I mean? to like to yeah. me, there's, there's. If you don't look for evidence, there's limited evidence for both categories. 
I think what I don't like about God is like the fact that they're trying to control your life in some way. Yeah, with that's religion. why. Yeah, that's why I say I want to read the Bible on my own. So hell of people like misinterpret it or use it against you or whatever it is, and make it organized. Like organized religion is just the worst. It's just organized religion because I mean. Who am I to say there's not a god or a form of gods yeah. or, or whatever? Yeah. But like, but my thing is, why are they trying to control your life? I don't think that they would. So I don't think aliens are either. It's not so much the concept of a god so much as it is the way humans interact with what they think is god. Yeah. Okay. That no, so that, that, that makes sense because like I there's. Nothing more that I hate is when someone like tries to push their views on me, like religious, you know, any of the old other issues that we fucking just obnoxious. Like, daddy, chill. No, dude, I just I hate when someone's like, okay, I think I have the way. Like, I'm you gonna must, compel you. Ought to follow my way and only my way. Mm, yeah. Politics. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like, Yummy. oh, if you don't ag agree with me, you're the enemy. It's like I just politics. don't think that's an effective way to navigate life. Like I'll, I'll, like we were talking about that, um, like religious, uh, religion in schools. I'm like, dude, it, like conceptually, I don't think it's a horrible idea, but like if you tell a kid to do something, he's just gonna do the opposite. So it's like that's not gonna have a positive effect. It's just not pragmatic. I think religion in school has a place, like uh, Bible school, um, Sunday school, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you want your kid to know about religion, then that should be on your time. Uh, I'm not yeah. against doing it in school, but I think there's a lot of other stuff we could be teaching children, like well, we were a million to, other things. Yeah, we were able to do a, a period before our, our home period. Make it that. Right. On Wednesday. Or maybe Wednesday. an elective. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, or make yeah, it like the, I, uh, make it like in uh, elementary school. We had four electives that transfer. Like each quarter, we did one. Make one of them like art. Fuck, well, no, art was fun. Music was fun too, I guess. I don't know which one you could replace. But think about. I that. mean, there's art, music. There yeah. could be religion. That would be fine. The only problem yeah. would be maybe parents pushing it on their kids. But whatever, that's always going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it happens regardless. Almost. Yeah. But it's it's a good thing. I'd rather them push that than politics. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now look what they're pushing in schools. It's just like a religion of a different yeah. sort. It's like yeah. a religion without God, I'd argue. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's too much. Way yeah, too like, much. Which, is where, which is where my point was, is like, would that be better being replaced by an actual religion? Probably, you I know. Agree, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't see that being a net negative. But Even if... Just for the sheer fact that religion typically teaches good morals, and that's what we need more of right now. Yeah, exactly my point. And it's, but then I'm conflicted too because, like, if we try and you know preach something like that, then people are just going to do the opposite. But then it's like, well, why has the religion that's you know not not the religion, but like the belief system that's infiltrated our schools now? Why has that been so successful? It's weird. No, I mean, I oh, no. I think it's it's successful when you start kids off like super young. Yeah, that's the key. It always is. If you get yeah, it, like tap into their subconscious when they're not really aware of what they're learning. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you were to get people started on religion in high school, 
it wouldn't work. Just like if you try to take a a fifteen yeah. year old to a drag show, it probably wouldn't that's work why, either. That's why uh, Sunday school isn't the best option. That that's the option right now, and it's not working. What Sunday school? Yeah, all those Sunday school. It's the Wednesday one that the kids go to. Yeah, I wonder what the percentages are of parents our ages going to church at all. Well, it ain't me. Yeah, no, it's got to be a low number. I mean, so that's, I mean, the Sunday school thing's not working just simply because there's no attendance. There's no, I'm just, maybe I'm, I'm just talking. No, I mean, you're right. I also didn't have religion in school. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have religion in school, but my mom pushed it on me Mm. in via Sunday school. Did it drive you away? No. Okay, you just develop your own way of thinking. Pretty much. I, I, mean, I mean, my mom took me to church. God, I was like two all the way up until I was about 12. Oh, um, and sweet. I never disliked it. Honestly, church camp was one of the more fun things I ever did as a kid, you know. But one so day I just kind of I sat and thought about it and I was like, oh, it doesn't make sense. And that was that. Yeah. And what? it's gone. <laughs> Oh, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, oh, this... But aliens are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, aliens are real. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I know we talked about the Army a little bit. I met you in the Army, and through the Army, we both had bad leadership. Can you talk about a funny bad leadership moment you had? Because you were in the regular Army, and me and yeah. me and Taylor weren't. So we didn't experience yeah. as much as you did. I want to hear it. Kind of a funny so one. I was in Delta Company, um, 6101 cab. Uh, Delta is pretty much like the maintenance and shops company. Um, so we had Alpha Company, which was Blackhawks. Bravo Company was Chinooks. And then Charlie Company was like Blackhawks, like the Medbirds. And so we were a GSAB, uh, general maintenance or whatever uh, unit. And <laughs> the PC meeting was had. Right. And they come to they come into engine powertrain shop and they look right at me because I'm the only one with half a fucking brain in my shop. And I hate to say that, but it was like me, one other specialist that was there and good. And then three fucking privates who were stupid just in in life. They're just too young. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, okay, there's a there's a bird over an alpha. Um, it's not starting. It's on the flight line. They're not going to bring it inside. It's like fucking July. Uh, can you go out there and check? And I was like, okay. So I went out there. The pilot's starting it up. And it's... You know, the... the, the APU. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So I start looking at the APU, blah, blah, blah. I'm fucking in the manual like reading like the theory of operation of the apu because i'm really trying to track down exactly which component is causing this fucking problem three days of sunshine and burns on my fucking knees and hands because the blackhawks are fucking black and like (laughs) (laughs) and i'm busting my ass and i tell i tell qc i'm like hey i don't know what the fuck is going on like i've done everything we just replace now get this Throw a new APU on there, bro. You're going to love this. Uh-huh. I come in early, skipping yeah. PT, because get back to work on this, right? That's my favorite. And there's somebody already there from, from PC, and he goes, the aircraft was out of fuel. They don't need you over there. What? Oh, no. 
Ain't got no go juice, bro. Days from 6:30 to 6:30, I spent on this fucking helicopter. And I know the simple question that people who don't understand our job is, why didn't you check that? Well, that's not my fucking job. That's the three different pilots that was <laughs> yeah. out there. That's the how many maintenance people tried to look at it before I fucking did. That's their pre-checks. That's all their BS, right? Like, if yeah. you call engine shop, you better have already done all that. I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> I wouldn't have checked the fuel. So I told... Maybe, I mean, maybe I would have checked how it would come out. Uh, disconnect the input. I would have felt just... for them valves on that shit, dude. Yeah, that's exactly what... And you know what? <laughs> I walked into my platoon sergeant's office and I was like, here's the deal. I'm going mad. home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> mad. I was like, and I really don't care, but you better fucking let them know. Re the, the, you better talk to their first sergeant and have them retrained. I want the pilots retrained. I want the maintenance that was working on that thing retrained. And I'm not even joking. Like, that. that's... You should be seriously concerned about whatever the fuck is going on down there if these motherfuckers can't even start their helicopter, okay? Yeah, and if they're not checking the fuel, what happens they go downrange and don't have fuel because they didn't check at the flight before and they just thought they had a full tank? Hello? What the absolute off the ground fuck? without no fuel, bro. Now you're stuck or, in the middle of Afghanistan and guess who's got to go out there? Guess who's got to go out there because they think it's an engine problem? Ah, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of Syria. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, it won't start. I don't understand. Yeah. Try no, to keep, start. No, you guys don't need me, asshole. I keep yeah. some fuel in my backpack for just that occasion. Yeah, exactly. You're just ready. Stay strapped. So it's with my red X kit. What happened out of that? Did they get trained? No, absolutely nothing oh, happened, and that's the yeah. example of poor fucking leadership that I'm talking about right there. These are, this is the same company who thought it was funny to consistently land in fucking cornfields and suck the shit up into their engines and then bring it back to the hangar and be like, Fertita! <laughs> and I'm like, with the fucking boar I'm like, I don't even need the boar scopes. I'm pulling, like, corn husk out of the fucking engine, and I'm like, just like pulling is it, out am I a joke it? to you? <laughs> no, yeah, so right? Like, it's popcorn <laughs> at this point. I'm just like... That bitch is that bitch is cooked. <laughs> that's for sure. Now, so yeah. uh, what kind of? Because what turns you into a good person? I guess because you've been through a little bit. Um. So what? What made you like kind of wake up right. and be like, I should probably just be be good about this? Because we didn't always I mean, get along. Like me and you clashed a lot because both like I was naive, happy go lucky. And you were you were going through a, a bunch of shit, like salty. What, what 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 kind of clicked where you were like, okay, right? Uh, I my therapist told me I'm taking myself too seriously. Like I take life too seriously, mm. and that conversation plus finding things I actually like to do, getting on the right medications realizing that you know like uh a lot of it was like validation for me like stuff that i knew like was medically wrong with me like having um excessive daytime sleepiness like i just thought i was yeah. like always tired and that was how life was yeah, and i was very unhappy about that and i just everything was just sour to me in life you know <laughs> but it life is so short. Like when my friend DJ passed away, he was 32. And I mean, I had just seen him. We had plans that later that week. And that was really something that just kind of shocked me back into reality. Like life is 
too short to be salty all the time. <laughs> why? Why don't you think you were able to do that alone? Why do you think it caught you got to the point to where you needed your best friend to pass? Oof. I, sometimes you really just need like something to actually wake you up. I mean, you can have if you're so depressed, right, that you can have your mom, your dad, your best friend, your sister, your brother, your kid, your grandma, your dog, all these things that are fucking great in your life. And they're telling you how great your life is and your life is fucking great. And it doesn't really matter because yeah. every day you wake up and everything fucking sucks. Yeah. So that's, it doesn't really matter how great your life is, you know, until you realize that it is. Yeah. And we talk about gratitude a lot, just kind of practicing gratitude, trying to go out and enjoy the small things. And right when you got out of the army, I follow you on Snapchat and that's all you, uh, every day. It was awesome to see you were, you were posting a new thing. Go, you were going to the beach every day. You were reading every day. You were doing a whole bunch of shit. And that, I mean, I want to say it was around that time your friend passed. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but you, you kind of woke up and you started practicing, practicing those gratitudes. Like you, 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 you started seeing the light in little situations. What, what do you do now, like today or tomorrow to where, or not to where, uh, what do you do now to practice gratitude? What do you do now kind of on a daily basis, almost subconsciously, almost, I guess, if you have any. I, I meditate actually every day that I can. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. I don't know if you've ever actually done it. Um, if you can take it seriously, um, it is, it is like like a like a wipe clean for your brain in the best way like if you can just focus on nothing but just existing and the stuff around you even just three minutes where your brain's not having any intrusive thoughts or if you are you're just being kind to yourself and pushing them back out of your mind so that you can focus on literally nothing and then when you're done it's like i don't know it's like you open your eyes yeah, it's like have you ever tried the sauna no. Oh man, it's very similar. Like you're in there, you're like sweating your balls off. Fuck, this sucks. And then you get out, and it's like a moment of clarity. Like, Holy shit! Wow, life is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> the <sauna>. yeah. <laughs> the sauna is great too. You you can't have a phone in there. I mean, at least yeah, I can. Barely works. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what? I can just step outside right now oh. and probably get the same effect. <laughs> Holy hell! Look at him eating my shit. No, there's like a heat wave coming right now in Clarksville, bro. Like, I stepped outside like 7 a.m. and this shit was like fucking hot as hell, bro. It was way too hot. Oh, uh, God. It felt like noon. What, uh, what, what kind of meditation do you do? Do you follow any? Do you have like a certain type you do? What, what do you do yeah, when you the, go out there to meditate? Because a lot of people don't meditate, they don't know how. Right. Um, I do a lot of listening on Netflix and I'm trying to find the app right now on my phone that I use. Okay. Lojong, L-O-J-O-N-G. It's an app, Lojong, maybe. Um, they have a free section and they have like 30 days of meditation. And so I usually just go, it, it's really good if you're a beginner. Day one is like explaining. Day two is like, try it a little bit. Day three is like, all right, here we go. That kind of thing. Um, and it walks you through it. You know, and, and when you're trying, you're, when you're supposed to be like meditating, you know, they're quiet and they just keep talking to you after the fact. And 
Uh, that one's my favorite app to use. I found it through meditation. There was on Netflix. There's one headspace. Yeah, I see. They that. have. You should watch a few of them. They're very interesting. It's got explanations of meditation and also like um, falling asleep and stuff like that. I know. Yeah, I know they got an app. They got it all over on the ads on YouTube. The motherfucker. It really helps me too. Like if <laughs> I'm getting. If I'm getting fucking triggered, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stressing out and I, I know when I'm stressing out, then if I just take a step back and meditate for a few minutes, it really makes the world a difference. Yeah. You also, you mentioned medication a couple of times. I don't know if you watched, oh, yeah. I think it was episode eight. We had uh Taylor's sister on Shannon. She was an awesome person. It was a great episode. Shout out to my meditation. sister. Yeah. She's just a fantastic person. Um, what you kind of open up my eyes a lot to medic meditation or medication because uh you med boarded a little bit before me so you kind of pioneered the way for me a little bit um and i didn't know what to tell my va people i didn't know the symptoms of my ptsd to point it out because therapy they only gave me one session every month i mean it would have taken way too yeah long. uh yeah you, you really kind of helped me out what kind of medications have you explored that didn't work or did work if you don't mind me asking, if you if you do, yeah. then whatever we could go on, <laughs> go on to the <laughs> no. I've been down the run of them, man. I Zoloft, Prozac, Wellbutrin, uh, Lexapro, uh, I just all of them. A lot. Of, my Alexa just thought I said her name. <laughs> uh, uh, right now, I'm on. I think I'm on Escitalopram, which I believe is Lexapro and Lamotrigine. I don't even know the store name, you know, because the VA just be giving me that generic shit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you take it every day like you're supposed to, and you find one that works for you, I think it's it's insane. How did it, how did the it feel when you found, or how did it feel going through like the trial and error and realizing the shit didn't work? It was kind of a roller coaster because like the Wellbutrin made me super hyper. Um, I helped my friend pack up her house and move in like an afternoon. <laughs> Because it was like really manic. Yeah. And then some of them gave me like, I don't know how to describe brain zap. But like. You just couldn't think? You kind of like feel like the electricity in your head. It's almost like a weird like. Uh, like if you eat something cold too fast. Like a brain freeze. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I knew I was on the right combination when there was a. There was a couple days in a row where I woke up and like did stuff. <laughs> And I like washed the dishes and like vacuumed the house. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This feels good. <laughs> I might be all right today. <laughs> Look at me go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I just was on Zola for a couple months. And it was cool, but they said it would take a couple weeks to kick in. I think it kicked yeah. in and it only took me about two, two months to figure out I don't want to be on it and I know the answer. Mm -hmm. I hit it, it, it. I almost want to say it sent me lower. I don't know if it did or what. I don't know what happened. It could just all be coincidence. That's why I quit it too, because I just there's too much going on for me to point finger at what what caused me to be happy or what caused me to get up and do the dishes, whatever it may be. Yeah. So I, I hopped off it, and I don't know. It it's all kind of like a head game. Recent, like the past couple of days, me and Kevin haven't done too much work on the podcast. It's been the weekend. My uh. Uh, girlfriend's been off of work, so we've just been doing things. So it feels like I haven't been getting anything done. We've done a shit ton around the house. Like we did this around the house. There's a couple more things she did around the house, but
but it doesn't feel like I'm good enough right now. And I don't know if that's the medication I got off of or if that's just because of coincidence. You know what I'm saying? It's just timing. Yeah, like that's if, the hard thing about antidepressants is like, how are you supposed to know what what's the difference between the medication and how you just feel, you know? Yeah. That seems like the hardest part about this whole thing is like, how do you know when it's like the medication yeah. versus like you? Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't know, like, I would feel very out of touch with how I felt because I don't know if I'm legit feeling this or if it's because of the medication. That I'm yeah, on. see, that's why, that was like my, my biggest thing i felt like almost yeah distant from myself because i didn't know what was going on almost i was just too uncertain that's the first several medications that i tried that's kind of the vibe that i had and then when i got on the right combo i just kind of knew <laughs> like i feel like i have control over my thoughts and emotions but it just kind of gives me a little bit of an extra boost um, like I don't go down as low as I used to. Oh, so like okay. if I, if I, I don't know, if I broke some, something that I didn't want to, um, it's not going to ruin my whole fucking day now. Right. I, I'm a little more like just stable as far as yeah. my mood goes. That's like kind of what I need help with, but I want to do it naturally. And I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's, I guess that's one of the biggest points of the podcast. Uh, have you tried shrooms? <laughs> Oh, I, I've done shrooms once. Have you looked into the medicinal benefits of like no. psilocybin, like on the brain, reconnecting the pathways? Uh, no. Do you have like anything I can look up? Early? Any literature? <laughs> if uh, Seriously, if you Google it, um, psilocybin for depression. Uh, right now, they're, it's over on the West Coast. They're running clinical studies and stuff like that. Wait, uh, it has, how do you spell it? it uh, shrooms. It's the same, Shrooms you know, this. Okay. chemical. Okay. Hmm. I didn't know uh, this. It's yeah. supposed to reconnect some of the pathways in your brain that you lose as you are depressed. Ah, I do realize that is a big uh, trend. People that do take them are, uh, are like, it's a natural way you could try. My friend Steven, he was in the Marines for 12 years. He four deployments killed people. I hate to say it, but very PTSD, very yeah, like a lot of triggerable. He has been trying that. Um, he does them like once a month for the past like six months. And he says he feels a hundred percent better. Wow. Yeah. I've heard like, of no more like migraines mm -hmm. and shit. Is that what microdosing is? That's why people microdose them. That would make sense. I think. Yeah. Hmm. I know Pulse huh. Malone's big on microdosing. Well, because then you don't have to like trip out, you know, you can actually just enjoy the benefit yeah. of the drug yeah, versus exactly, like tripping yeah. out, doing no, it recreationally versus just trying yeah. to get the health benefits. Yeah. The one time I did do it just for the fun of it, I didn't take enough and it was like that. Yeah. It was like a relaxing call. Something's better. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> That's I actually, I saw a shooting, shooting star while tripping it i was like oh no oh that's dope <laughs> i made a joke that i made a joke it would just come blow up in my face and i was like oh man <laughs> life's pretty large aliens <laughs> aliens are real <laughs> yeah no it's uh 
this is normally not a thing people bring up with women, but you're very open-minded. You, well, in the army, you were skinnier. And then when you got out of the army, you gained weight and mentally you could see the difference in it. You want to just talk about that just for the women that are going to be listening or even males, just kind of being one with your body, I guess. (laughs) I have always hated exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Actually joined the army with the intention, you know, like uh, this is going to help me like physically. Um, When I joined, I wasn't, I wasn't even chubby. I was like in decent shape, but by the time I was out of AIT, you know, I was in good shape for the first time in my life and I was enjoying it. It was, it was good. Um, and then throughout my time in the army, I stayed in pretty good shape. And then towards the end, I, man, it just went downhill. And I think it was a combination of several things. <laughs> One, I, cause of COVID, I stopped doing my job. I stopped even going into work for a long time. Yep. I was on, back and forth off all these different medications, um, which some of them caused weight gain, whatever. Um, depression itself, you know, just feeling ever, ever since I got back from Afghanistan, just kind of feeling like everything I was doing was pointless anyway. Yeah. Um, Cause it wasn't for what my brain was considering the greater good. Yep. <laughs> and uh, man, it was just a, my marriage was falling apart. Everything I was getting out of the army. I mean, where was I going to do like all that stuff? And God, I like blimped up. <laughs> I went from my average weight in the army was like 135 all the way to at my heaviest, I was 210. God, wow. and I looked in the mirror and it was like body dysmorphia. And it was just like, who is that person looking back at me? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> my poor sweet husband, too. He supported me through all of it. He was like, oh, you're beautiful. Like, oh, <laughs> Oh, thanks, but oh, really? <laughs> we both know you're wrong, but thank you. I love you for that. <laughs> so he was actually very supportive. <laughs> well, you know, what are we going to say? Oh, you're looking fat today. Yeah. Like, Jesus well, Christ. honestly, Seems like I mean, put on some weight. <laughs> no, you can't say that, but you can definitely think like maybe I'm not as attracted to this person anymore because they're yeah. they're not. What is uh, fair for, for the men listening and they do have a significant other gaining a lot of weight? Is there. What's the best way to go about it to, to say, hey, you've gained a lot of weight. I'm concerned for your health. Uh, Honestly, you know it depends on the relationship you have with your girl. But I mean, just just saying it. Hey, all right. Pick a time when you're not eating something healthy. Right. And then later that day. <laughs> say like, you know what? I really feel bad from that meal. Like, I wonder if we could start eating healthier more often and then making, making sure that it happens. And then saying like, man, it feels good to be eating healthier. Like, would you want to go on a walk with me and the dogs? Like, do you want, you know, and then just slowly getting them active again. And then saying like, Hey, you know, I noticed you've been feeling better since you've been moving around and eating better. You know, like, do you want to go to the gym with me? That kind of thing. You don't even tell them like, Man, I thought you gained weight. Cody did. He, because we have it. We have a relationship like that where he was like, "Darby, you're getting big. Like, are you okay?" Because yeah. he knew something was wrong. Yeah. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not." <laughs> but I think it just depends. You tread lightly, dude. That's your best bet. So we almost have to trick them. You don't have to, but. If your girlfriend's going <laughs> to fucking be pissed at you because you told her she's gaining weight, then yeah. <laughs> Every him. woman on earth would be upset if you said that to them. You know why they're upset, though? Because they already know. 
And to have someone else say it out loud that they care about the person's opinion, it just hurts because it's something they already know, whether they wanted to do anything about it or not, you know? Yeah, like that's where I struggle with this thing is like, it'd be hard for me to have a problem that I know is a very bad problem and me not do something about it. Right. But you didn't always think that way. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't. But like, like with Wade, that's something that like I've struggled with. And it's like, well, it's easy to like, like for me, it was easy to blame being like depressed or whatever on gaining weight. But it's like at the end of the day, dude, like this problem is not going to be solved unless like I fucking fix how I live. Like that was my thing is like, okay, it'd be easy to put the blame on someone else. Like, okay, great. I wasn't completely at fault for it. But, like, at the end of the day, that's not going to make you lose any weight, you know? Exactly. Honestly. No, you can I, say that for depression, too. I mean, it, or, or anything. If, you know, if you don't will yourself out of it or will yourself into it, how are you ever going to do it? Yeah, yeah no. Falling deeper. Like, I can see people using food as, like, a crutch to make them less sad. But it's, like, too, though, like, being fucking super fat definitely takes a toll on your mental health. I would argue more than missing that meal. Would. Absolutely. Um, like, yeah. Cause like clothes don't fucking fit you. Like people yeah, look I know. at you different, you know? It sucks. Like, and even if you go shopping, you'll, for me, it was like, I'd pick up clothes that in my brain should fit. And then I'd go try yeah. them on and they'd be like super tight. And I would just be like, Oh man. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> like, no, they don't have this in a fucking XXL. Like, this is a large. Like, this should fit me. <laughs> yeah, it's like that hurts way more than, than you know, skip eating healthy. Not eating a bag of Oreos. Like, yeah, yeah, McDonald's once or twice. I don't think people are properly stating kind of how, how negatively being obese affects, like, your entire life, dude. Because, because it's, it's so hurting accepted. people's feelings to talk about. Yeah, it's so accepted. Yeah, dude, but it's yeah. like your feelings are going to get hurt when, like, ever you interact with anyone and they look at you your fucking Your feelings will be pretty hurt when you find out you got type 2 diabetes. You're yeah. exactly right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you see a lot of old people. You do not see a lot of old fat people. Like, yeah. every, no, you're every, 100% right. I mean, Every little right. old lady I've seen is, like, 90 pounds, bro. <laughs> they're not going to make it, you know, that long if they're obese. But that was you also, my... you don't have to... You don't have to live that way your whole life. If you want to, I mean, you it's all you, like, that's the give and take. Look, I'm not going to eat healthy for this year. I'm probably taking off a year right. at the end of my life. But fuck it. <laughs> I, I want to eat like, some Oreos. Like, when I was what, eating, though? I just didn't care about yeah. anything other than what I was eating, actually. I mean, yeah. but I, I was like, man, shit, I'm about to turn 30. Like, my mom has always been overweight, and I'm not going to be that person. Like, I'm not going to be that person that got fat and then just yeah. stayed fat forever. So now I buy cucumbers instead of Oreos, and, and my life sucks a little more, but... <laughs> but you'll live a little longer. But it longer, feels so, so much better. It'll so my suck joints a little feel better. Like, it's, it's crazy. I, I can feel the weight, like, not on me anymore, and it's amazing. It's motivating to do more. Hell yeah. Too like so, taking uh, that first step. What oh, are your uh, main sources of motivation? Adderall. <laughs> ah. Ayo. No, I have right like there. a legitimate sleep disorder, and they put me on that to keep me awake, and oh. it has actually kept me awake. My problem before was I was just friggin' stagnant. 
Like I was like a lump on the couch. I didn't have energy to do anything. I didn't want to do anything, but I mean, <laughs> eating was okay, but. <laughs> yeah, you can eat. That's fine. But I've been spending a lot more time with my dogs, like outside fulfilling their lives, doing things. And, and with Cody, he loves to hike. He loves to bike. He loves to do whatever outside. He's a very fit person. I, we actually just finished building like a home gym downstairs for him. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And once we get it equipped, like I'm going to start working out down there too. I mean, he really got me back out and about. And then once it started coming off the weight, like it, it just felt so good that I was like, Oh shit. Like I gotta, I can't go back do into more. the hole. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. No, progress is addicting, especially with weight loss. Yes. Like, especially positive it's like, progress. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, like, notice the weight going down on, like, on a scale, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But, like, when you see yourself look different, that's when it's like, okay, now, now I can't stop this, you know. I didn't even buy a scale until I saw myself looking different. Like, I tried on a shirt, and it didn't fit the same, and I was like, all right, now I'm going to buy a scale because I was so scared to look. Yeah. Like. Easiest way how to, did you is to not get it. <laughs> How did you start that process then? Eating healthier, eating healthier, less sweet tea, less midnight binging, which Georgia? I do a lot of. That Georgia sweet tea. She. We uh Lots no we talked tea. we talked about uh shrooms, so we'll just bring this up as well. Uh, we both me and you both smoke medicinally. How has yes. that helped you? I always talk about it saved my life. Honestly, though, it, yeah. it, it calms my brain down. That's the effect that it has on me. Like my, I'm, I got a million things going a million yeah. miles a minute. Like, and I really just kind of want it all to chill sometimes so I can chill. And when I smoke for me, it just brings me down a notch and I can focus and I can think straight and I can relax, be happy about things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I- so when I started smoking, I hopped off uh, medicine mostly. That's why I started is because I used it for medicine. How have you used it as medicine? How have you combined it with your medicine? So because there's not there's not uh, a lot medical of disclaimer here. Medical disclaimer here: If you're on antidepressants, you're really not supposed to be ingesting any kind of THC because it's a psychoactive drug, and what you're taking are psychoactive drugs, and there's not enough research on how they interact with each other. So you could possibly be making it worse, you know. Okay. Um, however, my personal experience is that I feel better, even better. But everyone is different, and my psychiatrist tells me every single time we talk, "Don't you need to quit smoking?" <laughs> but for me, it like I said, like it helps me sleep. Well, then help me out, lady. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the VA will never come around on that. No, uh, uh, uh. Nah, 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 nah. Never, we'll just ever. pay you. We'll just pay you. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's something that when I was introduced to it, I uh, woke up kind of. It, I have like almost a realization moment every time I smoke. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. whoa, look at this. Wow, this is how life works. Okay. Boy. Like, why would you not want to live like that? Just realizing a bunch of new shit you never realized before. It sounds awesome. What the fuck? Hello? It is awesome. <laughs> You're more relaxed and you realize more shit. Like, to me, that's how it is. That's how it works for me. And then I could also switch my mindset at night to where it helps me calm down. And mm-hmm. and I don't even have to switch strains. I'm lucky enough to where I'm able to switch my li- mindset and it works for me. 
Oh, that's really good. The story from my husband is that when Cody smokes, it's the exact opposite effect. He freaks out and his brain won't, it gets weird on him, but he also doesn't struggle from any kind of mental disorder at all normally. I think Uh so for him, just being a normal person and enjoying life all the time, you know, good mood. Yeah. It just, it just, you know, he's freaking out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking out, man. Freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a, it's definitely a good tool if you know how to use it right. And that's. I agree. That's all. That's where the problem is. That's what my mother, my mother was scared. My parents in general were scared about. They don't want me sitting at home smoking away doing nothing. You have to be super self-aware, you know, like. You have to be willing to watch yourself and know, hey, I'm starting to smoke too much and then I don't go out and do things. You know, like, yeah. you have to focus on yourself what if about, you're going to smoke. I know, like, for me, you even said I hid in my room very well throughout AIT. So for me, not going out is just mwah, perfect. I'm a big fan of not going out. And that's why I like working at my computer at home. Um, I don't. I know before you didn't like people too much. Does it help you go out? Yeah, actually, I I made two friends here that I never would have ever talked to in my life because yep. of um, smoking. I was really baked one day, and I was on this app called Next Door, and there was a an an older lady asking for help setting up her fire stick, and I was just like, "Hey, I'll help you." And she called me and I went over there and we ended up talking for like no four way. hours and we hang out. We go roller skating once a week now Yeah, at see? like eight in the morning. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's little things like that. It's, it's, it's actually, I mentioned this to Kevin. It's hard. Like, especially here in Tampa, people don't ask me if I drink anymore. People, you smoke? Like I'll tell them about the podcast and their immediate reaction. You smoke? It's really weird. Cause, uh, especially for someone who quit drinking, and doesn't I prefer not to get into that with someone who does drink because normally they don't see my side of the story, so it doesn't really matter. They're just like, oh, this guy doesn't drink. So I prefer not to get into that. And now when I mention my podcast, it's flipped and it's you smoke? And now it's yeah. And then I went and got my shoes fucking clean the other day at the mall when I picked up this. And uh he's like, Bro, you smoke? I was like, Yeah, the little kiosk, it's shoe guy. Bougie. Yeah, <laughs> you already motherfucking know. Uh, but he's like, you smoke? And I was like, yeah, hello. And then huh. the next day when I went to go pick up my merch, I smoked with him. TJ from Memphis. You already know what exactly. it is. Yeah, my my neighbor across the street, she's, it's her second home, but she's been over there. God, every, every holiday weekend since I've moved here. And every time, she's very outgoing. So every time it's, Hey, come over whenever you want. Hey, come swim in the pool. Hey, say that. And then one day I smell. But and and that makes me and I'm an introvert, you know. So I was like, you know. Plus, I I just kind of want to keep my neighbors away from me. But I smelled weed coming from her house, and I was like, this could be it. I was like, Pepe Le Pew. I like actually went over, and I was like, hello, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Those old cars. And now we're cool. And I was like, thanks. Three years I ignored her. Remember that old cartoons where the lady like set the pie out on the on the windowsill and the dude like it would pick him up the smell He's, like one. floating. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What are the laws in Georgia with uh, medicinal marijuana? 
It's a right. I'm in North Carolina. Or that's what I said. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, we have we do not have medicinal or recreational marijuana where I live. It is decriminalized if you have under an ounce and a half. I think an ounce, something like that. It's a ticket. Uh, but North Carolina, ju it just got pushed through. I think the House that they're gonna they're pushing for medicinal for like uh, we're talking like eleven different ailments. Let's I mean, it's go. we're gonna you know. Jesus don't like it, so we're just not too sure about it yet until we get some hard facts. You know, Amen. Um, right. <laughs> Bunch of fucking pothead hippies, bro. <laughs> exactly. <Shake a> look. <laughs> no, well, we don't want we don't want no competition with the tobacco farms since it's just ain't gonna work out. No. Nah, but hell no. I mean that's thinking thing, about it. Like, the people that don't like weed because of what they think it does to people, like, you could say that about any substance that you Yeah, use. it's, it's like so it, hard. Like, one of the biggest things I run into is people using their experiences to foreshadow mine, almost. They're like, well, I had a bad experience with it, but it, it affects people in different ways, like we were just talking about. So how are you going to tell me not to smoke it when it affects you differently than it affects me or affects... Whoever it is, different than it affects me. And you ran into this experience, but I've never smoked it before. People that abuse alcohol. What's... And then there are people that don't do it that much. So what know? say you, Jesus Christ? Yeah, it's like you can abuse anything and make it suck. And it's like, okay, there are some things that you probably shouldn't do, like heroin, you know. But like... Probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, I get it, you know, but like... <laughs> I'm sorry. You probably shouldn't do heroin because but there's like, enough facts. No, <laughs> because because there's enough facts against it. It's like they're searching for facts against weed. Yeah, but like the only fact that they know is that the weed smokers they know were lazy, and it's like okay, well you can't like really yeah, extrapolate. So, well, back the, in nine, we didn't like their can. Yeah, it's like you got people abusing it. You can't really extract that to everyone. It's like, okay, I don't think any everyone that drinks alcohol is a raging alcoholic. Just like I don't think anyone who or everyone who smokes pot is like an, a degenerate stoner. Right. I mean, I don't drugs are different for everybody, right? I mean, not everybody that smokes cigarettes. I mean, nicotine. Not everybody who vapes just sits there and blows clouds all day. I mean, I think it just depends on you and your control over yourself and your situation. I mean, caffeine. Some people just chug monsters all day. I used to do it. <laughs> Not me drinking <laughs> any kind of drug. Yeah, the well, white my best friend, so One of my best friends, Brandon. He was on the show. The first guest we had. He really opened up my eyes to it. He's just like a. It, people inter not introduced it, but explained it that it's like vitamin C. It's like everything else you're putting into your body. If you abuse it too much, it gets bad. But if you don't have enough, it could be bad too. We don't know. We lit. We just don't know. But they're searching for bad needs to things. Be a lot more. We, they're searching for bad things. Well, because yeah, because the people that white people for you. Yeah. Well, the people that <laughs> yeah. know it or that like know how good it is, like you're not gonna you're not gonna see that. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that use like pot every night and that like use it in place of alcohol like you're not going to necessarily see that as you would some dude that's like coming to work and that's high all the time you know, does that make sense yeah. like when people when people do it responsibly you really don't know yeah 
Exactly. It's like when people carry guns or do anything. It's like if, if people do things responsibly, you really don't notice that much. But the downside of that is that you only see the people who aren't doing it well. Yeah, the downside of that is is trusting the general public is a no-no. <laughs> well, yeah, because now now the people that are lazy about it have the rep because it's easy to spot them. And you don't see the people who aren't lazy about it, but they don't want to speak up because then they are considered lazy. And it's a little whole thing. Yep. <laughs> there was this dude on Joe Rogan a few years ago, and he described himself as a functional heroin addict. Oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, it's that what? doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah, that black that black dude with long hair. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about how he does heroin, like in the afternoon, like when people get home from work. And I'm like, you know, initially I'm like, okay, it's heroin. It might be bad, but I'm like, I mean, if he can do it, you know, like more power to him. He's a doctor. Yeah, like I, I like I think it can work for some people. It's just that for most people. Scary. Like I'm not, I'm not like a big like legalize all drugs kind of guy. But heroin? (laughs) No, like I don't think we should necessarily legalize things like a federal level, but at least decriminalize drugs. If we did that, there'd be a lot less, a lot less of everything. I mean, a lot less deaths, a lot less jailings, a lot less criminals in general. I mean, it would. Be insane in you a good way. Argue, I think but... you could argue that it would uh, reduce the homeless population more if you uh, or less. I guess it would keep more homeless people on the streets because that's how they get in the in the hospitals and shit. No, yeah, you could. I mean, most homeless people, from what I understand, are on drugs. Yeah, I don't know how you could do that sober. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that will. I don't know if you get uh, incarcerated for though, because like. Uh, I don't want to speak for her, but someone I know is in the firefighting field and they show up and give them that fucking shot or whatever it's called. I always forget. Narcan. Yeah, Narcan. And boom, they're back to life and they're just back on the streets. So maybe not. I don't know. Just a thought. No, I think what the problem there is a mental health crisis driving people to do drugs. Yes. Like, I don't think that we need to look at the drugs. Like, all drugs do are mask symptoms of having poor mental health. So I think that it would be kind of like a one-two punch, like with my immigration policy that I'm I'm going to run for president one of these days, and that's one of the uh, kind of day one things I'm doing. But is what I think we should do is decriminalize all drugs. Yeah. <laughs> is decriminalize drugs, but place exactly. more of an emphasis on the reasons people do them initially. I think that's... Perfect. It's such a systemic problem that you have to address the root causes. You can't conjure like just saying, oh, drug use, this is what we're going to punish. This is what we're going to focus on. I mean, how many people want to recover when they know that there's no point? Like their life's not going to be any better, you know, because they have other problems. Yeah, surely the government didn't cause these problems. I mean, it's no different from the gun thing. It's like, do you have a problem with guns? Like, no, you have a problem with crazy people. Like, yeah. if you're not crazy, your gun's not going to shoot up a bunch of people. But if you are, right. it makes it all the more easily or easier. It's like, okay, if I'm already crazy, you know, now I'm going to shoot someone. Or now I have all the drugs that I could ever want to do. Now I'm going to do them. It's like the drugs and the guns are not the problem. The problem is people are fucking insane. And yeah. Yeah. 
we don't have a good way of kind of addressing that. I mean, we do you we, have a way? Do you have a solution, Mr. President? Um, you know, not really. I don't think there's like, okay, we do, you know, X and like, oh, well, you know, thank God our mental health. Well, well then how are you going to run for president with no solution? Because I'm going to fucking think of it, dude. I'm like, I'm 26 now. I got to be 25. I got like nine years. No, I mean, it's, it's going to be a bunch of little things, dude. It's like, I think that we have a problem with low testosterone among men. I think we have a problem with rich people having a lot of money and a lot of poor people having no money. I think we have a government that is largely unauditable, meaning they can say these things and the average Whatever. person has no way to check them. Um, yeah, that's okay. I mean, so you've identified the problems, but what are the what are the causes of the problems, and then how are you going to address that? Would be what you need to nail down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so like, so. I mean, we can start with them from the testosterone one. I think that's a big problem with a lot of our society now is that men are not really encouraged to be masculine anymore. Yeah. I think we need to look at ways to boost our testosterone levels as a whole. What I, that look I say we just we make a new a new pandemic. And in the new pandemic shot, the new vaccine is testosterone for everybody. Just load everyone yeah. up. Yeah. Now everyone, <laughs> the people that want testosterone can get it, and they end up getting road rage and killing the people who don't take it. So now our species is now jacked, and we're fucking ripped, bro. Yeah. And and we could put uh, the antibodies in there. So boom, now we got a great vaccine and roids. Well, I don't think, Mr. President, what do you think? <laughs> I don't think coercion is the way to really accomplish these kind of big things. I think what we need is kind of encourage people to do better, and they're going to want yeah, to do better. The truth always or, works. Yeah, like if every dude received testosterone injections, yeah, I think that would work really well. But like, I I wouldn't want someone injecting me with testosterone. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple solution. Doesn't mean it's going to work. You know. Um, what else is another one? I think the internet's a real big cause of a lot of our problems right now. It's like people are, we're so connected and we feel so isolated. But like, would I stop the internet? No. It's a tough question, man. I don't think there's one thing you can really do. What I think the cause of a lot of the issues are just men being pussies, frankly, and not kind of mm. taking ownership of their life and their women. Like in an ideal society, I think that the man should be the one working and providing the income and the woman can stay home. And How are you kids. feeling about that, Darby? Because Dar I know Darby doesn't like to, the idea of kids. Ain't that right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Go for well, it. I, <laughs> that is exactly what I am doing right now. My husband is working and I'm just staying at home, but there's no kids. <laughs> but Money. it's not because I, I agree with that ideal. I mean, that's the old way of doing it. So <laughs> I think it could. It should be like 50-50. Somebody should stay home and raise. If you're going to have a kid, yeah. somebody should try, if you can, to stay home and raise a kid because there's like studies shown that people who are raised, you know, with focus on them like that with a parent that hopefully isn't a crackhead and, and teaches their kid, you know, they, they grow up to be smarter, better human beings. Uh, yeah. But I like to work and... I like to have money and I don't know that I could just be okay with like, you know, Cody forever, you know, with Cody just 
may I have $200? Like, what am I, you know? Yeah, no. And like, I, I, I'm not saying like preventing women from working. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What yeah. I'm just kind of saying is like, I mean, take a look at rich communities, right? Right. Like those women do not work because they don't have to. <laughs> you, right. you know what I mean? And so I, I would like to see a world where women don't have to work because the men can bring in the income. Not to prevent them from working, but just the fact that they, they shouldn't need to is what I'm saying. And I, well, I agree. It's an older way of thinking. But that way worked for thousands of years. Yep. And 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 I'll tell I'll 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 take it one step further. We now have women working, and there's like this kind of you should be this independent woman, and then you also see, and yeah, and then you also see depression rates among women skyrocket around about the time of the sexual revolution. And I I don't think that's a coincidence. Hmm. I have not put any thought into any of that, honestly. I mean, shame on me, I guess. But no, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot. Shame. It's a lot of weird shit. You kind of have to go down the rabbit well, because hole. I don't. I agree, fifty-fifty. Someone should stay home and raise the kids. And psychologically speaking, it's not in the man's like. Oh, I would say DNA to want to stay home and not provide for his family. It's going to eat him up inside. Almost every male, it's going to eat him up. That's why you don't see it often. That's why it's not a. Uh, like, you know, it's not normal. It's not normal. Yeah, as well, met, outside. Is it? Is it not that it's? Is it that it's not normal, or is it that it's it's frowned upon by men such as yourself that maybe there is a man out there who would love to stay home and raise his kids and be that, per, especially if he has sons. You know, be I that person. I think it doesn't that, happen. Because it, it, I think during the sexual sexual revolution, not, the fathers are not raising their kids more because of pressures that are putting being put on them by men and women and society in general, people that have the no, ideal I that think, they should be the, yeah, I think society is putting the pressure on men to not, to, to kind of think that's the role. And so they don't play into the father role. They have the mom stay home and now they're not playing into the father role because society says it's okay. Cause all he has to do is provide the money. But I also okay. think that mindset also God. I also think it's, not common to see it because it's been tried and it doesn't work right that's why you don't see it i think men want to do that but deep down they go they go try it because during the sexual revolution we found out women want to try and work too now you got women working that's causing problems at home because now the man wants to stay home or the man doesn't because he can't because it's not psychologically okay for him to do that and now you got problems at home because you got a babysitter and now the babysitter's railing either to the dad or the mom the fuck? <laughs> my best friend maria she is a hairstylist she fucking kills it and she is the breadwinner and her husband stays home and raises yep. their son and he he is the smartest funniest most well-behaved little kid ever and he does work but it's like from home type work mm -hmm. so he's still bringing money and he's also raising his kid yeah. you know yeah my goal is to be able to do that while also having my wife home with me Make enough Ooh, at home. See, there you go. You've got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just not in a man's nature to stay home and, and like not work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not. It's not instinctual, I guess. Yeah. So like, honest. so for us, yeah. that's why it's weird when women are like, "Oh, I want to be this strong, independent money earner." It's like that's a man's thing to do. That would be like Trevor saying, "Oh, I'm I'm really good at makeup, or I can do your 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 blush and." You know, whatever. It's like that. Okay, great, but like, that's not really a man's thing to be to be good at. 
So what if you're a man and you're not making enough money and society looks at you like you're a failure and now you're depressed That's because why of step, that ideal yeah. where he must make more money and be the breadwinner. Yep. Step he, one, you have to play 50, into the system. Right? But, it's, but it's more like maybe he's the 20% and she's the eight. I have another friendship that's kind of like this. They both work. They don't, no kids or anything, but they both work. She makes 80% of the money. He makes 20. He's depressed. Is it because he's not, you know, society's ideal <laughs> man and she's quote out, you know, emasculating him by you could ask him making more money because I'm sure of the if pressure. He thought about it, he'd be able to give you an answer. I'll take, I'll give you a hot take on this while we're yeah. on the subject. So if the man's feeling shamed because the woman's earning more money and he feels like society's pressuring him to earn more, right? Is that a good thing? Yes. That that is a problem I think that we have now now is that you should be able to do whatever and no one can say anything about it. That is like, a very good point. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Well, that's there, what, there's that's definitely, what step there's a, one is. Step one is playing into the system so where you can become financially free enough to do nothing or do anything and no one give a fuck. Yeah, and it's Which like people I, rule the world. I think there's a place it's, it's gonna sound shitty, but I think there's a place for shame. And in I agree in our culture, like I, I don't think that Trevor should be able to walk around and fucking or just sit there in his underpants and do nothing all day and be like, what the fuck is the matter with you, dude? Like you're capable of so much more. But like societally, though, by their standards, I shouldn't be able to correct his behavior because what he wants to do is up to him. And it's also, like, okay, well, yeah, it also could be the connection that like the so my potential logically and in, in the outside world or in society is higher and the female's potential in the house to raise the child, if I pick the right female, is higher to raise the child properly, maybe? You know, what, does that make sense? She'll be, she'll have almost a better connection. I mean, yes. the, everyone comes out of a female, so. No, because you're leveraging what people are naturally good at. Yeah, and are exactly, built yeah. to work hard and go to bed tired. Yeah. Like, it's, it's when we say, okay, you know, you don't have to do that. Even though men have been programmed to do that yeah, over no. thousands of The thousands goal of is the man to do that. So saying you don't have to do that, it's fine if you don't. That's where the problem starts. Yes, you can't that's... tell anybody they're weird anymore. They're weird. You yeah. can't look right at somebody and be like, that's fucking weird. Even if, if a grown man walks into a store and is wearing a baby outfit and sucking on a pacifier you're no longer allowed to say hey man that's fucking weird <laughs> right yeah like, like, it just has to be hey, oh man, that's his lifestyle he identifies as baby or whatever like that's yeah. supposed to be like he's okay you can't yeah. tell people they're fucking weird in like in a bad way or in even in a constructive way like if i said right. yeah like, that's like you, constructive criticism like what are you doing like they'd call me a a racist, transphobic, a bigot, whatever. Bigot you know, canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, look where that got us. You know, now you have dudes walking around in baby outfits. Like, I'm sorry. There's a place in a in a just society for people to be shamed and to correct their behavior. I agree with that. That's how you become more powerful. That's how you fucking grow, dude. Like, if I fucking told you, Trevor, like, yo, you're a fucking up, bro. Oh. And like you should fix yourself. That would help you way more than me saying, "Oh, you know, Trevor, you're not doing anything, but like, do whatever you want, man. Go for it." Like that's you're that's, doing great. <laughs> yeah, like fucking people need tough love sometimes, man. Yeah, and I, I 
Well, that's uh, Brian May. Shout out to Brian May. That's why he was so great in my depression stage because he was like, dude, you can do whatever you want. Go do it. So he let me stay at his in his basement doing whatever I want, letting me figure it all out for fucking damn near a penny. That's dope. Well, yeah, I mean, the best, like, like the most growth that I've really ever had was when people are saying, like, the way you're doing things now is wrong. Not like you think it's wrong or whatever. It's, it's just wrong. But and then like, if, they, well, flip it, flip it around. If you surround yourself with the right people and they say, dude, the way you're doing things is right. Like Tommy, Tommy, I called him one day, told him a story. And I was like, dude, this is what just happened. He was like, dude, I got nothing to tell you, but keep grinding. What you're doing is working. That also can help you and work in your favor. I agree. You got to keep people close to you, real people that will tell you what the fuck is up. Yeah. People but that as tell a you society, like you're though, yeah, yeah. We, we could go a lot farther if we were actually honest with ourselves and we're kind of able to provide feedback to people like that. Yeah. It's in such a weird stage right now with, with, with that and changing the ideals and morals and everything is changing right now. It's, it's hard because we're. It's like yes, we've we've reached this revolution where we do have to start accepting people. That's just it's going to have to happen. Because if I wasn't accepted by my friends and some of my family, I would have jumped off a bridge. Hundred percent fact. Right. I pulled that trigger when I had that gun held to my head. It's just a fact. So we do have to be more accepting. But now we have people taking it to an extreme to where now you're seeing only the extreme. People are like, oh look, it's working. When in reality, it's not working. I mean, the suicide rate within that community is absurd. Yeah, it's because we're we're allowing degenerate behavior. It's like it's not like behavior that like I just disagree with. It's that your behavior is not going to lead you to being happy, fulfilled, successful. Literally, healthy. logically, <laughs> like yeah. sci scientifically, statistically, like it's just it's right there. It's just not going to work. It doesn't work. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with social media and apps and everybody being so fucking connected all the time that if if one person starts a trend now, you know, it's super massive because you can see now you've got a little thing in your hand that shows you what some 16 year old in fucking California is doing on TikTok. You know, right, and baby. so everyone is so much more like susceptible to weird shit because they can access it so much easier and it's in their face and it's constant. Like, look, we're weird people. <laughs> yeah, take it. And it's like, yeah. okay, you may be like a, a little bit Everyone weird. is weird. Yeah, but it's that line between, okay, what you're doing is just <laughs> just a poor choice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yes. there's a difference in wanting to cut your hair a certain way and then just doing nothing all day. Yeah. Do you think some of it boils down to like parents, right? So like oh. our parents' generation, they were raised by parents who were strict and bossy. Then they became parents and they were like, I don't want to be like that with my kids. I'm going to let them live a more free lifestyle. Yeah. And then there's our generation and we're just like, well, yeah, I mean, my parents raised me that way and I'm totally fine. And now there's the, the weird generation. <laughs> that's just been created it's like a monster <laughs> yeah kevin you want to do that uh the saying the world war ii like strong men oh yeah it's like i don't remember where it comes from but it's a saying that like strong men make 
easy times. Easy times make weak men. Weak men make hard times, and hard times make strong men. It's kind of like this cycle. And that's where I think we are now. It's like we got done with World War II. We had a lot of strong men. We had a very prosperous country for 50 years. And now we're at the point, though, where life is so easy. Like, you can do nothing all day. So convenient. And collect all. Yeah, yeah, and you can do nothing. And now we have a society of men that are not encouraged to be masculine. And is it any coincidence we have all these problems now? Like, everyone's miserable. Everyone. Everyone is fucking pissed Literally off about everything. everyone. I, I just, I can't see that those are completely disconnected, the two. That would be a stretch for me to say. So how much longer, right, until... Yeah. <laughs> She's like, how many how much, how many more of these weak men I got to deal with? The testosterone around me is too low. I hate it. Um, Honestly, it starts right here. It's, it's just affecting people one by one and waking them up to this conversation in general. Look, yeah, times are easy, but... You have to create the hard times in order for 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 you to prosper pretty much. There has to be a hard time. That's why I think World War Three is coming. We need we need a hard time. Russia's acting up. Our stock bar market just plummeted to World War Two lows. It's just it's adding up, bro. Like it's adding the fuck up. I think we'd have a civil war before we had World War Three. Something has to happen to where we create a hard time, because the weak men have created a hard time. We're in the hard time right now. Something's going to have to trigger. I think it would be World War III would create a civil war oh, because of however it is that we're going to yeah, react to. Yeah. It, no matter what decision is made, it's not going to be right. And that's <laughs> going to cause a civil war at the same, like, you know, at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I think World War Three is at a better pace because Putin's acting up right now. I think if the election happens before America gets involved in Putin more, then we'll have your scenario, Kevin. But I believe that Putin's acting up too much to where we will have to intervene at some point, think that we're the best. Now we have World War Three, and people got to get it together around their household. Really strap so on. I feel like we should have like a gladiator battle. Oh, right? yeah. Roman. Putin. Uh, Zelensky. Uh, Biden. Uh, oh, that'll last <laughs> Whoever wants to seconds. throw hands, right? Winner take all. Want to do strongman shit? Here Some we go. Game Big of brain. Thrones type shit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Get me in the ring with Zelensky, bro. I'll fucking give that guy. He's a absolutely winning. I mean, Zelensky, but he's taken. But I mean, I hate that lives are being lost, and yeah. and more will. That that's what kind of. That's what made me snap out of my depression. It's snapped me into depression. That first, I was like, man. We are losing lives. Like I have people directly affected by this. Our last podcast was one of them. We are losing mm -hmm. lives because of the stupid ass wars going on because everyone thinks they're the best. And now it's affecting me personally because I have best friends affected by this. And now what the fuck's going right. on? It's pissing me off. So now I'm like, I got to do something about it. I won't be able to be so powerful right now to where I could just walk into biden's door use the open door policy and be like yo you suck the fuck click click pow like that ain't, it's not gonna work like that so i have to affect the outcome of what he is producing and that's hopefully the podcast i would implore people to get out of the military too and quit yes. fighting wars for these politicians 
This was absurd, dude. I, I was watching a hearing the other day. It was about January 6th, and it's fucking Dick Cheney's daughter. I'm Holy like, bro, your dad got thousands of Americans killed. He spent how many billions of dollars because Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction? And you're up here lecturing us about how we should ask, like, what? what? What's even going on right now, bro? It's like the land of fucking make-believe, dude. I'm sorry. That shit drives me up a wall, bro. I yeah. keep, people have such short memories in this country. If it doesn't drive you up the wall, you're part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. You, you're not paying attention, dude. Fucking Dick Cheney's daughter. That's a new one. What I've seen, too, yeah. is all the... Like, especially with the Ukraine, is like, back in 2003, 2004, the left was about not going to war. But fast forward 20 years, and they're all about, oh, we should be sending billions of dollars, every troop that we have, to the Ukraine. It's like, when did this this switch happen? It's just a, something that I've noticed. And I just, Another prime example is uh, Michelle Obama is like the second most popular lady in the world. Like, do, do we forget about Barack Obama using literally all the bombs that America had on Syria and every other country over there? Like, do we that completely you, forget about this? Why is this? Stopped. Why is she so popular? Like, I'm so, I'm sorry, but hello. Like, How she is such guns? an idol to so many people, but she's married to somebody who literally used like all the bombs. We had no more bombs. Literally, had no more bombs. I couldn't get chicken nuggets in, in middle school because fucking Michelle Obama said I was too fat, dude. Yeah, like what, bitch? I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, bitch, but carrots. I'm 12 years old. I'm not going to eat these. So now we're just starving people. Now I'm in a concentration camp. The whole U.S. I mean, is a concentration camp. How many guns did the Obama administration run to Mexico with uh, Operation Fast and Furious? We don't know. <laughs> but it, you know it's a shit ton. But he was on Ellen, so... You yeah. know. Gotta, gotta love him. <laughs> he is black. You can't, can't Obama say wrong. Oh. Obamacare was the first and only reason that I've ever owed tax taxes back because yep. they charged me like $600 because 92 days, the, the cutoff was 90 days, you know, 92 days I didn't have health insurance because I was swapping jobs and I never even went to the doctor at all that year. But me broke having to pay $600 because I didn't have health insurance, which I didn't even use was like a stab to the chest. So I was like, thanks, Obama. I really oh. appreciate that. <laughs> Are you forgetting he was on Ellen? Yeah. Yeah. You must be forgetting Come that. On. And you must be forgetting that he wanted to make a change. Well, yeah. then. I mean, hell, look at now, bro. Like, people voted out Donald Trump because he tweeted me. And now we can't afford a damn thing. Like, and now Twitter's, being, and now Twitter's being bought. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he, he, he tweets like an asshole, but. Get him out of here. You know, now gas is like fucking six bucks a gallon. So, th uh, thank God. Frustrating. What, what are we Darby, out of Darby, about? how do you feel about abortion? Oh, Jesus. I think it's, I think it should be pro-choice. I've always thought that. Why? I. It's such a complicated situation. Yeah. But. For me, it boils down to my opinion is that if the woman is going to carry the child, regardless of who put it in there, that should be her choice. Um, I, I don't 
how to say my actual opinion without coming off like a really brash asshole that just doesn't give a fuck about babies. But I also just don't give a fuck about babies. The world is overpopulated. I don't really care if you think, if you're a man and you think that's your child and you have a right to it and all this other crazy shit. If the woman wants to have an abortion, she's the one that has to pop that baby out. She's the one whose body is being changed. Go impregnate another fucking female, just like you would if you were a fucking chimpanzee. Let let her get rid of that baby that she doesn't fucking want. It's not going to have a mother figure anyway at that point. Which, God, now we're just playing into the cycle of all these children coming out and not being fucking decent human beings back did i mention that the world is overpopulated and that i guarantee you if she's having an abortion i bet she's gonna have at least three kids at some point different baby daddies all this other shit we're just playing into yeah. uh like terrible households by forcing them to have these children that they don't want to put it very bluntly kevin yeah i know <laughs> uh i gotta point out that the reproduction rate in the u.s is well below sustainment levels as I mean, it should we're be because we're already over why no we're not according to who? the world the world cannot handle more beings oh, that's on it china. At this Fuck point. china forget forget country that's, lines that's all continent lines no that's Seven all every people. that's everyone in africa having nine children that's the problem yeah, how about because how they about don't this? have access to abortions? They don't have yeah. access to safe well, abortions and birth control. How about there? the three billion dollars we're giving them anyway? We give them free abortion, and then we do less abortions. Now we have more smart people growing up in a okay society with water instead of the overpopulation over in China under communism, over in Russia over communism, and then in Africa because they have no water. How about that, huh? You do get both sides of it. I just, I lean towards pro-choice. Oh, okay. do you, what about like, do you think there should be any restrictions on abortion? Like, can I have one at nine months? No, I don't think you should be allowed to have one at nine months. Yeah, I think that's... you had a long fucking time to think about it, you know? Yeah, so. Once it reaches a certain point, you know, and I'm pretty sure they've already established exactly what week it is that, you know, past this point, you're like murdering versus just evacuating yeah, so an embryo or whatever yeah so the question is who's to say what point doctors educated individuals who know well again that's the debate is where do you draw that line it's like okay but if the life is conceived when like very when the woman starts her pregnancy to me everything after that just seems kind of arbitrary like For if the me, line just, is not exceptional, yeah, Kevin. What? Kevin believes that you you know don't fuck the dude. You don't want a baby. Just don't fuck. Well, the dude. that's a very simplified way of putting it. No, but I mean it is true. Let's like I think a, this, a big. Uh, oh, go ahead. This makes me like there should be male birth control, not condoms. Male birth control. That way you know that when you're fucking pulling out or coming in some chick or whatever like you know like i'm not about to knock this bitch up because she's gonna abort my baby now if that's something that you don't want you should control that not she should be like oh i know i'm not gonna have sex with you because like i'm not gonna have a baby and you really want one no, no you should do it, it yeah no i i because she wasn't gonna get pregnant yeah. on her own yeah no the male could also both say ways. yeah a male could say that i look i don't want to have sex i think you you're gonna abort the baby i don't want to have my baby aborted I'm I'm sorry, we're either having sex with a condom or we're not having sex. People don't think that far in advance, and that's why I think it should be okay to have abortion. Yeah. 
you can't fault people for not sitting there thinking like we're animals, right? We're not going to be like, now if in nine months she like, you know, we're not calculating <laughs> right then. Like we're trying to get laid. So I don't know. It's very, it's all very irresponsible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people should have the choice. All yeah. we would need to do is stop having sex with people that we do not want to have kids with. That's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, I why not? do that. Why, why, what's preventing us from doing that as a society? Uh, testosterone, which you think there should be more of. Yeah, because... Oh, no. No. Now, well, with that, though... Wait, it's, it's a big circle here. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. No, because, like, draw it. you can have all the testosterone in the world, but if you're... It's a little you know, lumpy. Yeah, but, like, if you're a, mor a man of morals, right, like... I think you should be. I don't foresee being too horny as like, uh, like I can be horny with my wife, you know, it's like I'm gonna go run out and pregnant every chick I see. I just think- so I, Yeah, I think males are the issue. Not women? Both, no, both. Yeah. I think obviously, yeah, I think it's more to fault on the males though. Well, yeah, I mean, males. if we're being honest, the reason women have abortions is because they don't think their kid's gonna have a, a good life. Yeah. Right. I, th I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. But would women think that if they knew that the man was going to stay man. with them for their child? Well, I mean, I no, they so. wouldn't. They wouldn't think that, obviously. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I don't think you have really a one one simple solution. It's like no. the root cause is that women don't think that their baby's going to have a good life. I understand that. You have a good life. But as men, though, they think that because you know, dudes can get a new chick pregnant every day of the week or every fucking hour, damn near. It's like, it's, it's a kind of a both sides are an issue, but I yeah. definitely think that as men, we need to take more responsibility for who we're having sex with. Step it just up because, here, man. Yeah. Just because it's easier for a man to impregnate, like a chick can only carry one baby to term a year, but a dude can get a chick pregnant every day. So. so imagine this, right? You knock a chick up, you plan on being this great dad, blah, blah, blah. This bitch pops out the baby and she's like, stay out of my life. I only want child support. Yeah, You're a terrible a human being. Pack. And she wins all the court cases. Now she's got your baby and all you're doing is paying her money. Would you wish that maybe she had had an abortion? Now you're not going to wish your child to be dead. No, but just hypothetically, what if she had an abortion and didn't fuck you over for and the kid? Because now they don't have the real dad in their life, you know, for the rest of that person's life. And I mean, now I'm just, just... going to wonder what my kid was going to be like, like that to me, that would be like going up to a poor person and saying, you know, if it was up to me, you wouldn't be alive right now. Just Yeah. Well, no, that also, it starts with, with me choosing the right female, the male choosing the right female to, to exactly make. right. dude. Like you can tell if a bitch is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like that's not hard. I mean, it is sometimes if you're a naive 18-year-old, bro. Oh, God. Yo, chill me. Chill home. Chill home. Chill home. No, but as you get older, too, it's a lot easier to see. But I don't know. I don't think there's one good solution. I think we could definitely take a lot more responsibility as men. And I also think that having an abortion out of convenience is not something that's good. No, I don't think it's good either. I still think it should be an option. I it it's not morally correct, yeah. but everything you can't always expect everybody to act the same way that you would. 
Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Yeah, and so, until we have a better solution, I think this is an okay temporarily temporary solution. Exactly. Wait, yeah, wait and you know what? And then if yeah. you really just want to have a baby, and that's why you're doing it. There's egg banks. I know that's crazy. There's surrogates, though. You can go have a kid. You don't have to knock some random up or even someone that maybe you've been dating but don't want a wife. Like, you know. But you got to be financially option? free. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with that, we're at an hour 43. Yeah, I've just been rambling. <laughs> no, it feels. It no, feel, it, no, me and Kevin always talk about it, it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but. Darby, I appreciate you coming on a lot. It was a blast. You'll have to come on again for sure. Um, we didn't have anything other anything else scheduled today, so you filled our time up a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> but no, I appreciate it a lot. It was very fun. You're very open-minded. Um, and you were in the military, so that gives us some more insight. Uh, yeah, yeah a lot dude, of experience. good talking to you. I feel like it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, no, you helped me out a lot. Uh, we didn't get into that because I normally do that in the intro now, so you have to wait for that, I guess. <laughs> but um but yeah thank you for coming on uh we talked about a lot i appreciate it uh kevin you got anything to say no i'm uh very glad that we could have a guest that we uh don't necessarily agree with on everything that we can find out though we have a lot more in common than we do that we disagree on so i'm uh, thankful that you came on and uh i think i think it was a really good show i like having people that we don't necessarily agree with on everything just because i think that's where the most growth can happen um, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah but of course, um, as society rules now, I have to hate you. So yeah, look forward you. to that. Yeah, fuck well, I you. guess you're not getting my vote then, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mr. President. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, you have anything to say to any people you think are struggling or any people watching that are struggling? Because that's our target audience. If you're struggling, get help. Get help. Don't let it get to the point where you can't get help and something bad happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't just call somebody, call a stranger, call your yeah. mom, call the hotline, call the VA and get an appointment. Do whatever you got to do to get help. Yeah. Yeah. On our website, we got me and Kevin's uh, info on there. Call us. Um, we're more than happy to help. That's our goal here. And it sounds like. Darby, that's your goal too. So that's it's always nice to have people on here that think the same way. But with that, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for the support. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.